Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season, we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximizing it. For further information, or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk. Hey, and welcome to this podcast special edition, which is all about my book, 10 Ways to Accelerate Your Wealth, How to Create an Aligned Financial Plan for an Abundant Life. How amazing does that sound? So in today's session, I'm going to be talking to you just about the introduction, and I'm actually going to read you the introduction to the book. And over these next few sessions, um, shows, I should say, I'm going to pick out chat parts of the chapter and talk to you about different subjects in the book. So here I go. Here's, are you sitting comfortably? Are you feeling out of control with your money, knowing that there are a million things on your to-do list, but not knowing where to start? It's really overwhelming. That feeling is normal for everyone from all walks of life, from women in high management, running businesses, working part-time or full-time mother. We all have the same worries. What happens to my kids if anything happens to me? What is, is the impact if I stop having an income? How can I cut back on spending without reducing the rewards? How can I ensure I have a more security and worry less about the future? Imagine if we could create an aligned financial plan for an abundant life. What would that look like for you, for your family or society as a whole? Would we see families from all walks of life holding on to money and passing it down the generations more, creating a legacy, creating, reaching the grandchildren? Would we see more women choosing to work differently, not doing the jobs that they hate? Would we see more women retiring earlier or leaving relationships they don't like, taking longer maternity leave or maybe even having more children? Would we see women spending their money differently, changing markets and society with the power of spending? Would we see more women giving to charity and starting to change the world? Would we see more ethical investments, therefore more ethical businesses invested in? I believe we would. So what is financial ind- female financial independence? This is where a woman who can walk out of her job without having to worry about paying the bills. Of course, this applies to men as well. Naturally, women worry if they will be employed somewhere else at the same level of income. This is where self-employed women and business owners find themselves being able to take some time out without having to worry um, over being to afford to continue to pay themselves. Often women with young children find themselves working late just to keep their business going, let alone taking time off. This is where you can walk out of a marriage long term, financially committed relationship and not be fearful that you're unable to keep the roof over your head which for women, for women in their biggest concern, especially if they have children or take a step back from their career to support a partner. This is where though you might have a full-time career and have children, your partner and yourself might be financially, make, make, made sorry, financial decisions jointly, but you still have to spend time without, spend money, sorry, without having to ask permission. This is where you get to choose to take time out to look after your elderly parents if necessary you can pay for a career yourself 
if they don't have the sorry carer for yourself um, if they don't have the ability this is where you get to choose when you stop to work or slow down not based on what other partner stops you or even having to work longer hours than you currently do female financial independence should be our top priority we must lend our daughters and granddaughters or lead our daughters and granddaughters to believe that there is a different way and that we do not just accept the way things have been done for many years i wrote this original copy in 2016 five years later the percentages have moved a few points in the right direction the majority shift is that more women are saving. So Scottish Widows Women in Retirement 2020 report states that 59% of women aged over 30 are saving adequately, adequately, at least 12% of their income. This is the highest figure from the respective life insurance and pension groups in annual insight, which started in 2005. However, the pension gap is still there between men and women, and 54% of men investing compared to 46% of women. And that does not take into account the amounts invested as women are generally paid less and they are more likely to have gaps in employment and part-time work. Scottish widows found the difference was 100,000 invested for pensioners over a 44 year career, meaning men had more money in the piggy bank to live off in retirement. But seven out of 10 aged, with, uh, aged over 90 um, are women, yes, Women tend to live longer. Therefore, we have even more reason to make sure that the funds are available. I'm happily married to a man and we have been together right now, 21 years, and we have two children together. I was made redundant at the height of my career when I was pregnant and earning more than my husband. I've started a business and gone through all the highs and lows that you expect as a business owner. I've brought up um, I was brought up by my father as a single parent and we were council tenants that just had what we needed because he worked all the hours that he could um, to make sure he provided for his family. This meant I had to be looked after a lot of the time by my grandparents, but it also meant I had a tremendous respect for men. Both my husband and my father are rocks and it's helped me get me where I am today. So this is not about exclusion of men, but about equality for women to have some the same financial power as men. Working in a male-dominated industry for many years, I was trained by managers who were men, compliance checked by men, such so male supervisors, and monitored by male managers. Without knowing, I mimicked their mannerisms and their way of doing things. I became, like a lot of women in our industry, institutionalised. I was often the only female advisor and certainly the only female manager with advisor experience. The women in the office were often administrators. The environment didn't encourage them or new starters to progress. The industry has a reputation for being quite pushy and at times selling to clients, not always putting them first, which I have personally experienced. Many women do not feel comfortable working in this kind of environment and they're not encouraged to progress either. So consequently, 85% of financial planners, mortgage brokers are men. I do not include bank staff um, as they're tied agents and unless they get established in an independent firm before they have a family, the opportunity to progress into those kinds of roles from a banking environment becomes less likely. For those reasons, I believe women have not felt that they can trust the industry as a whole to get independent advice. Research relieved that women, revealed that women are less likely than men to speak to professional financial advisors across 
all areas of finance, with only 36% of women taking professional advice to help them plan for retirement, compared to 46% of men. Some 45% of women say the communication from the providers is complicated and incomprehensible. Some 79% feel they do not have the right level of information or the knowledge about investment products. The figure is highest at 87% of the youngest group of women were surveyed. Imagine if schools provided financial education and then families, particularly women, followed up with it with home education. Would students get into less debt? Would there be those in their mid-20s make better or different financial decisions? I believe so. Women in the past have tended to rely on their partners to deal with the financial decisions. It was not until 1975 women in Britain were allowed to open their own bank account. We are finding more couples are making decisions together or the female is holding the purse strings and therefore wanting to make financial decisions. Women have every reason to make sure their financial future is secure. They tend to have gaps in employment, looking after their children, meaning they have reduced pension income, but generally speaking, women are living longer and surviving their partners. They often have jobs that are based on their passion and how, you know, how much they earn. They are more generous in nature and they're not putting their financial needs first, but their families wants and they're less likely to take risks with their money. Apparently, by 2025, this is banded around quite a lot, this statistic, women are poised to take control of the bulk of Britain's wealth, according to a report by the Centre of Economics and Business Research. It said currently women own, uh, said cu women currently own 48% of the UK's personal assets, but this would rise to 60% by 2025. The women reap the, the uh, divided, um, the dividend, I should say, of better qualifications and more equal pay. And we're sort of seeing that year on year having a slight impact as things uh, progress um, with higher levels of home, home ownership um, and longer life expectancy. Now, that report was actually written in 2005 and we've seen shifts, but as a society, I still really feel that we're quite far, far behind. And is it really where we should expect? Now I'm saying this in now 2021. So in this book, I'm gonna be sharing 10 ways to accelerate your wealth. And I hope that by the end, um, you have a confidence and the knowledge to know exactly what you need to do to clear debt, earn more money, manage your money, save, plan and invest. The first step is the processes with our mindset where we have to come from, um, what, let me start that again, where we come from and where we want to get to. Our past does not dictate our future. However, when it comes to money, past experiences can certainly establish our expectations, our goals, and the focus we give it. We'll be explore, exploring what could be holding you back from taking the actions needed to put things in place to create this abundant life, as well as taking the practical steps needed, which anyone from any background can do. This is for you. This is for everybody from any walk of life. Coming from humble beginnings myself and seeing the impact of what financial education, knowledge and being aligned with your finances has had on hundreds of clients and thousands of women um, I've been working with with over my 21 years in the industry. I know that being in control of your finances brings a level of confidence and strength and a feeling of strength that is incredible. My passion with over 10 years running my own business has been and will continue to be to support women to achieve financial success 
success, whatever that looks like for them. I've seen too many clients and family members in relationships and jobs they do not want to be in, living a life that makes them feel that as if they're not receiving the best possible rewards. I want you to have confidence to be able to make strong, educated decisions and to live your life on your terms. As a qualified, qualified FCA registered director and independent financial advisor, the information I provide is information only. And I'm sharing general knowledge of financial matters. And obviously, if you need any independent financial advice, you should always seek out an independent advisor who suits your requirements. Um, and you can you know, check out my podcast on other subject matters around what questions to ask a financial advisor and such like, and the difference between a financial advisor and a money coach, for example. Rest assured, my passion to support your shift is a massive one, and I feel certain that the content within this remainder of the book, as I'm reading this podcast to you, will in empower you with your finances now and again in the future, no matter what stage you are at. So I hope you enjoyed my introduction to my new book, um, which is called 10 Ways to Accelerate Your Wealth, How to Create an Aligned Financial Plan for a Financial Abundant Life. If you want to go and check it out, it's available on Amazon. Please go and do so. And I'm going to carry on with this special reading on to some other subjects within the book. And I hope you enjoy. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love a review um, or some feedback. Um, and of course, always share with friends and family where you feel appropriate. Take care. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. If you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further, perhaps owning it more or maximizing it to its full potential, please do head over to our free Facebook group, The Money Mastery Collective, where we post regular updates on tips to maximize your wealth and also support you along the way. We'd love to see you there.